0: The following is from East Delta Baptist Church. For more information, visit us online at www.eastdeltabc.com. If you would, take your Bibles and turn to the 46th chapter of Psalms. And uh, if you have your Bibles, but you normally just use the overhead, I'd go ahead and turn there this morning. (coughs) Uh, Because I I want you to see the Word there. I don't watch the news anymore, if y'all... Uh, come very often. Y'all know that. I never have watched a whole lot, but uh, I just got tired of the news. I, uh, I'm not one that's just sticking my head in the sand. I'm just tired of it. Uh, you know, I, if I, I I do get news. I get it from the radio some, and uh, I read it on the internet some. And if there's something there I'm not interested in, I just skip over it. You know, if you watch the news, what are you going to get? You can get all the bad news. Uh, that's what makes the headlines. And not only that, our, our, uh, our news is so one-sided, you get the worst part of any story, uh, and uh, not to ever let the facts get in the way of a good news story. So that's why I quit watching the news, uh, but, you know, if we pay attention to much in the news and really what's going on around our country and around our nation, we would probably say we're in trouble. Now this morning... Uh, I don't want you to think, well, this is going to be gloom and doom, because it's not, it's going to be just the opposite. Even if we're in trouble, uh, even if our country's in trouble, our nation's in trouble, we have a hope And uh, Psalms 46, if you have your Bibles, I, I would ask you would mark this, you don't have to underline it all, put a star by it. And In my Bible, in the front cover, uh, over there, a page or two, there's a, there's a blank piece of Uh, of paper it's built into the it's built into the cover and uh, I write scriptures in there that I think are are something I'd like to refer back to at times so uh, I just mark in there the the verse and then I just put in there what it kind of what it says not not what it says but uh, in this particular case I might put in there uh, when trouble comes and then that way at some point if I'm Uh, dealing with some circumstance, I can flip inside the cover of my Bible and I can say, oh, there's a scripture that deals with trouble, and and I can go. But listen to what this says. God is our refuge and our strength. He's an ever-present help when we're in trouble. Therefore, we'll not fear, though the earth gives away and though the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though the waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging, we're not going to fear. There's a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. And God is within her, and she'll not fall. And God will help her at the break of day. Nations are in uproar, kingdoms fall. He lifts His voice, and the earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us, the God of Jacob. He's our fortress. Come and see the works of the Lord and the desolations He has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks bows and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. And be still and know that I am God, and I'll be exalted among the nations, and I'll be exalted in the earth. The God of Jacob, He is our fortress. Amen. Isn't that a great scripture this morning? As we look around, and uh, I know there's a passage in the, the scripture that says, when the foundation begins to crumble, what will the just man do? And this morning, I want to look at this. The little boy's prayer was, God, please take care of yourself, because if anything happens to you, we're in trouble. And that's really true. But uh, I like uh, I like westerns. I like uh, I watch TV. I don't watch a, a great deal of TV that, that a lot of people watch. I've told y'all before, I, I watch three or four channels, and one of my favorites, the Western Channel. And y'all remember Gene Autry and the Long Ranger. Some of y'all will remember them, and you can still catch them over there. And on TV land, occasionally, you can catch some of those shows. But some of you will remember that during these shows, and really the whole part about this show was trouble would come. And it would come to a friend or a rancher or a banker, and all of a sudden... Either Gene Autry and some of his crew would be there, and they would be in trouble, wouldn't they, because they would get involved. Or the Long Ranger, he would come in, and uh, he would uh, take his mask off and put on a mustache and some furry eyebrows, and nobody knew it was him. You know, He would go in disguise, and he would... He would end up being there with the bank, or he'd end up being there with the rancher, and, and in the end, he would come in dressed as a long ranger, and he'd save the day. In those circumstances, those men put themselves in trouble with whoever was in trouble. Be the banker, the rancher, the, the friend, they would say, Hey, we're going to come, and we're going to join with you, and, you're gonna, and we're going to be in your trouble. And, and I want you to know today, God's in trouble. That doesn't even sound right, does it? But we need to understand that God's in trouble, meaning that whenever we're in trouble, He's with us. Whenever there's a a problem, the psalmist says, He is a very present help in trouble. So, folks, if we look around today and we say, Well, our country's in a mess and, and we're in trouble, God's in trouble too because He's with us. He is a constant, present help. In trouble, and that's what I want us to talk about this morning. We're going to do that, looking in Psalms and some other places in Scripture. But the first thing I want us to know if the psalmist said is, is, God is in trouble to be our shelter?" And, and I'm going to say that that word "God is in trouble" not meaning that God is sovereign. God is is in control of all things. He's not subject to anyone or anything or any position or or anything we deal with. But we sang some songs that said God, God is going to be with us. He's He's He ever step of the way. He never leaves us. He never abandoned us. So so He's in trouble with us. Now He's not in trouble as God. So so I'm going to use that term. And as I use that term, don't lose the uh, the, the sense that, that God is not sovereign. Don't get that idea. Just just remember that because we're in trouble. God is with us, and He's sharing in our troubles and in our burdens. But God is our refuge. Listen to Psalm 62, 8. Trust Him in all times, you people, and pour out your heart before Him, because God is a refuge for us. Psalms 91, 1 and 2. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge, He is my fortress, and in my God, I will trust. Psalm 62, 7. Back up while the scripture we just read. In God is my salvation. In God is my glory. He's the rock of my strength. He is my refuge. And my refuge is in God's. See, over and over and over, we see that God is our shelter. He's our refuge in times of trouble. When the storms of life come, when storms hit, what do we do most of the time? If we're outdoors, where do we go? I mean, what did Huck and Zachary uh, Hickory and Zeke and uh, who else? Huck, Zeke, uh, Hickory, Uncle Henry, Annie M. What did they do? <laughs> they didn't go in the house. Who wasn't a storm cellar? How many of y'all had no idea what I was talking about? Everybody, John, you've seen it about a thousand times. Dorothy Gale. If I'd said Dorothy Gale, would you have known? Or Elvira Gulch. Oh, my goodness, y'all. My mother would just go, oh, my. That's the... uh, The bad thing is, I can't remember the name of the movie, Follow the Yellow Brick Road, The Wizard of Oz. (laughs) That's The Wizard of Oz. That's all the characters in there. Uh, Elvira Gulch was was the wicked witch that was riding the bicycle in the storm while the storm was running around. If you remember that movie, they saw a cyclone, they called it, coming, and they all ran to the shelter. Everybody but Dorothy Gale and Elvira Gulch. And uh, the reason we know that is uh, Dorothy ends up uh, getting hit in the head by the window, and while she's uh, in that thing, we see uh, Elvira riding her bike in the cyclone, you know. So we know those two never made it to shelter. But the, the point I want us to remember is this. In our times of trouble, we need to run to the shelter because all those who went to the shelter in that movie were Okay. And the others turned out okay too. But the thing I was thinking about as I thought about that movie is this family started to the shelter when they saw the storm coming. And folks, for us in our in our spiritual life and when we're when we're moving forward and we see a storm on the horizon, or maybe it's got a little closer to us and we're in the storm, we need to we need to run for shelter. There shelter are in many things. A few years ago we were in Colorado and Barry you remember this and uh we were fish trout fishing and we were way down the river and just like that there came up a storm and uh Barry and his boys were on one side of the river and me and my boys were on the other side of the river and it was a hailstorm. and that hurts <laughs> you know we're in shorts and t-shirts and uh the hailstorm came and Sure enough, burying them had an awning on their side of the river in the middle of wilderness. Who builds an awning? So they ran to shelter. <laughs> and we didn't have nothing, John said. But we did. Where did we go? We ran to a pine tree, a cedar tree. And we hugged the bark of that cedar tree. And it, be- it became our shelter. So, so there's a lot of different kinds of shelter. I remember when I was a, a, a little boy, my dad did custom plowing for folks. He had a John Deere, what was it? An A, or it wasn't a 720, 620, a what? Uh, uh, John Deere 60. Y'all know what those tractors, they're just, uh, they're, they're the tractors, the back tires, and then they're real narrow, and they got a tire in the front. It started a bad rainstorm, and, and mom said, We got to go get your daddy, come on. He's out plowing, and we went out there and we looked around and we left him, <laughs> and we went back home because we couldn't find him. And I remember this uh, when we finally went back and got him, he goes, "Where have you been?" She <laughs> said, we well, come out here to get you and you weren't here." He said, "I was sitting under the tractor." <laughs> uh, that, that was a place of shelter. See, there's so many shelters available, but for us as Christians, God said, "Hey, I'm your shelter." For, for others, sometimes they run to all kinds of ideals and horoscopes and, and mediums and folks that, that they say, you know what, we're in a time of trouble. Where do we need to go? And God says, Christians, for you, I'm your shelter in times of trouble. I want you to run to me. You've heard that song, Rock of Ages. He, it was written by Augustus Toplady. He was a preacher. He was a, a, afflicted with sickness all of his life. He died at the age of 38 years old. But he said this, in his final words, he's dying. He, he, he just has hours to live. My heart is beating stronger and stronger every day towards glory. Sickness is no affliction. Pain is no cause. Death itself is no disillusion because my prayers are now all converted into praise. See, he realized he had a shelter. Even in the face of death, I have a shelter that I'm going to. Dwight L. Moody, D.L. Moody says this, His last words, earth is receding, heaven is approaching, and this is my crowning day. See, he understood he had a, he had a shelter to run to. He had, a, he had a shelter there where he could go. So when we're in trouble, the Lord says, I'm here with you and you can find shelter in me. He's our shelter from the storms of stress. No man ever sank under today's burdens. It's when we begin to add tomorrow's burdens on today that we begin to sink. And, and somebody said, today is a tomorrow that we worried about yesterday. Listen to what Jesus had to say about it. He says, therefore, I say to you, not be, do not be anxious for your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink or more your body or what you shall put on. Is life not more than food, and the body more than clothing? Behold, the birds of the air, for they sow not, nor do they reap, nor do they gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much better than they? Which of you, by being anxious, can add even one cubic to his stature? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field and how they grow. They do not toil, they do not spin, but I say to the heavens... Even Solomon, in all of his splendor and all of his glory, was not arrayed like one of these. Therefore, if God so clothes the grass of the field, (coughs) which today is here and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, he will not much more rather clothe you, little faith. Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? Where shall we be clothed? For the nations, the world, seek after these things, run after these things. For your heavenly Father knows that you have need of these things, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all of these other things will be added unto you. Therefore, do not be anxious, and that's worry. Do not be anxious for tomorrow, for tomorrow shall be anxious for its own things. Sufficient today is the evil thereof. In other words, he's saying don't don't borrow from tomorrow's problems. He's our shelter, even in our times of stress. He's our shelter in the times of sorrow. You know, when someone uh, has some, a, a sorrow in their life, they've lost a loved one or, or different things has happened, God says, I'm, I'm your shelter, run to me. Run to me in that, in that time of sorrow. And, and in my position as a pastor, I've witnessed scores of people who have, who have stood in the face of all kinds of sorrow, and they come through that sorrow with a, with a hope that you say, I, don't, I just don't see how you've done it. The Bible says He gives us a hope that surpasses understanding. That's when we run to the Lord in our time of sorrow. He, he's our shelter. <coughs> he's our shelter in the storm of solitude when, we're, when we feel all alone. When, when, a death, when, when the death of a loved one uh, invades our rank, or divorce comes in, or, or children marry and move out, or, or we move away or they go away, he says, I'm your shelter during those times of solitude. Run to me. We used to sing a song. I think I tripped our praise team up this morning on that last song. Uh, was that true, Colton? Did you know that? JC, did not. You know how I knew that? I could hear them good on those first two. And the last one, I heard more of a... So I thought, well, I've got... Maybe I would trip them up on this. Y'all remember that song, Never Alone? I grew up singing a song called Never Alone. Carolyn, I bet you remember it, don't you? It's not even in our hymnals anymore. And this is his words. I've seen the lightning flashing. I heard the thunder roll. I felt sin's breakers dashing, trying to conquer my soul. And I heard the voice of my Savior telling me still to fight on. For he promised never to leave me, never to leave me alone. No, never alone. No, never alone. He promised never to leave me, never to leave me alone. The world's fierce fierce winds are blowing and temptations sharp and keen. I feel the peace in knowing my Savior stands between. He stands to shield me from danger when earthly friends are gone. And he promises never to leave me, never to leave me alone. And when afflictions valley, I tread the road of care. My Savior helps to carry me, and my cross too heavy to bear. My feet entangled with briars, ready to cast me down. And my Savior whispers his promise, he'll never leave me alone. You know, during our our times of solitude, the Lord says, no, never will you be alone. No, never will I abandon you. Here's a second point. God is in trouble to be our strength. He's in trouble to be our strength. He's in trouble with us as our strength. by His strength He guides us. Now we talked about this last week and and uh, kind of following up on the last couple of weeks messages, how can we know where God is speaking to us? how can we know how God is directing us? We talked about that last week, but in strength the Bible says he guides us in Exodus chapter 15. excuse me, verse 13, says, You in your mercy has led forth the people which you have redeemed, and you have guided them in your strength to your holy habitation. See, God says, I've redeemed you, I've bought you, i purchased you with my blood, and now I desire to lead you. And he says, I lead you by my strength. Well, we could spend the rest of the day right there. Incidentally, I don't have a clock this morning. So if y'all start leaving, I'll know that it was time to quit a few minutes earlier. So uh, that's how i know. But, but God guides us by his strength and the strength that he has. I mean, it, it overcame death. It overcame Satan. We sang a song just now that, that talked about how he's overcome death. That's the strength that guides us. His strength will gird us. I started not to ask this, but I don't know that there's anything wrong with it. So, ladies, just shake your head and look at the ground if it's wrong. What do girdles do? I don't know where that came from. Listen to this. It is God who girds me with strength and makes my way perfect. And in that's Psalms 18.32. 18.39 says, For you have girded me with strength for the battle, and you have humbled me under those who rose up against me. Well, I don't know exactly what a girdle does, but I think I'm figuring it out because I looked up the meaning, and it means to bind something together in such a way that it'll not come apart. <laughs> That's really the meaning of that. Les, did you know that? <laughs> to bind something together in a way that it'll not come apart. Well, think about this. The Lord says He is going to gird us. You know, the, the, uh, go over in Ephesians, and I didn't put this scripture up. Uh, in Ephesians, it says we're to gird our loins. Some translation says we're to put on the girdle. And as I begin to study that, what that really means is, as a warrior would go into battle, he would gird his stuff all together. And if you go to Ephesians 6 and it talks about the full armor of God, that, that girdle that he put on, it held all of his instruments of war there it held his shield it held, i mean not his shield but his breastplate and all the things that protected him it held all those things together and and the lord promises this that he's going to gird us with his strength in other words when we feel like things are falling apart i mean we're we're to our end of the rope where do we move forward I, my world is just crumbling around the lord says wait a minute Run to me, because my strength is going to gird you. It's going to pull you back together. It's going to hold you where you need to be. So look at this scripture again. For you have girded me with strength for the battle. You have humbled me under those who rose up against me. In other words, God is going to take us. He's going to pull us back together, and He's going to give us strength that we can go forward in battle. That's what the word means. Here's the third thing, and this is my last point this morning. God is our trouble, in trouble to be our support. So we have God here with us. He's our strength. He's, he's girding us up. And then lastly, He's going to support us. What a friend we have in Jesus. That was written by Joseph 7. And, and he lost his fiance in a drowning at the age of uh, 25 prior to the night they were to be married. And later he wrote that song, What a Friend We Have in Jesus, and he wrote it as a poem, and I, I'm not going to read it. You can find it there in your hymnal, but, but what a friend we have in Jesus. Every, every grief and sorrow that he wants to bear for us, and, and he says, I'm going to be your support. George McCausland, you may have not heard of him, but no doubt you've heard of his work. He was the director of the YMCA, some years ago, he was serving as YMCA director, and uh, the, 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 the YMCA was losing, losing members like crazy. And, and he had uh, financial difficulties. The staff had terrible problems, and George found himself uh, working 85 hours a week. He was just working and working, and he was getting very little sleep at night. And when he was off, he was worrying about the YMCA and how it was going to go on. And he went to a counselor, and the counselor said, "'George, you're on the verge of a nervous breakdown.'" He says, "'You've got to learn somehow to let go.'" So he thought and said, "'How can I somehow let God have these problems? And I don't quite know how to do that.'" It says, "'So George took an afternoon off. He took a pad and a, a piece of paper, and he went for a walk into the woods.'" And as he walked, he went through the cool woods. He said he could just feel his tight body and his neck tighten and start to relax. And he sat down under a tree, and he sighed. For the first time in months, he relaxed. He says he got out his pad and his piece of paper, and he decided that he would let go of the burdens of life. And he wrote God a letter, and he said in this letter, Dear God, today... I hereby resign as general manager of the universe. Love, George. He didn't quit the YMCA, but he he said, Lord, I'm going to turn this over to you. God, in my own strength, in my own support, I've been fighting to move forward. I've been doing everything I have in my own power. But God, I'm resigning. And as I resign, I'm just going to turn it over to you. And I'm going to turn it. It says, He left there smiling, and wonders of wonders, God accepted my resignation. He said, I got you, man. I've just been waiting on you to turn it over to me. I've given you this illustration before about the person that would come in the door and and on their back have two bags and, and the bags just be burdening them down and then come to the altar and say, Lord, I'm carrying these burdens and Lord, I just want to give them to you and I want you to take them off my back and I've carried them for so long and then stand up and grab the bags and put them back on their back and start to walk back out the door. That's what we do, isn't it? We say, God, I've got this burden, and I'm resigning it to you. I'm going to turn it over to you. And then we just hang on to it. God says, I want to be with you in your trouble, and I want to be your support. Now, God wants us to be, he wants to bear support. He wants to help us. He wants to comfort us. But, but oftentimes, he can't help us because we refuse to let it go and let him take care of it and let him handle it. Now, I'm not saying we say, God, this is yours, and we get in our easy chair and kick our feet up. Think about this. If, you're, if you have children or grandchildren or you've raised a child, if that child comes to you and says, hey, I, I've got this problem, and I, I just need, I need some help from you, you get in the boat with them, don't you? You say, well, let me hear about your trouble." And they tell you about their trouble, and, and you have years of wisdom, and you say, okay, here's, here's what I think, and here's what I think we're going to have to do, and here's your next steps. But, but if you're a good parent, you don't say, okay, go sit in your room. I'll handle it all for you. That We have parents doing that today. That's what's wrong with part of our nation is, is, is we step in and, and just completely take over. But God says, hey, if you'll come to me, I'm going to support you. I'm going to help you in your times of trouble. I'm going to give you the strength. I, I, I'm, going to, I'm going to gird you up that you can go and you can face this trouble. And, and he wants to direct us. He wants to lead us like we would lead our child. He says, I'm going to be your support. The Spirit is also our support. God is our support. The Spirit in John 14, 6 says, And I will pray to the Father, and he'll give you another counselor or another comforter and he will stay with you he will abide with you forever and ever john 14:17 even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it sees him not neither do they know him but you know him for he dwells in you and shall be in you that's the spirit of god that's our support as a christian john 14:18 says i'll not leave you comfortless but I will come to you. So we have God as our support. We have the the Spirit of God living in us as our support. We have Scriptures as our support. And we talked about some of these things last week. (coughs) Romans 15, 4, For whatever things are written before were written for our learning, so that through patience and the comfort of the Spirit we might have hope. Of the Scriptures we might have hope. 1 Thessalonians 4, 18 says, Wherefore, comfort one another with these words we have comfort we have support in scripture and then we talked about this also last week the saints are our support we did this a few years ago i want everyone here i know some of you don't believe in speaking out in church it's okay to say amen it's okay to raise your hands and praise the lord you did it at the football games friday night boy's up there yelling yeah look at there Ronnie <laughs> was out there yelling I don't think you're saying, looky there, but he was yelling. <laughs> uh, so you miss out if you're not there. There's nothing wrong with raising your hand when we have victory, raising your hand when we have great things happening. The only thing wrong with that is I lost my place in script- where I was at. Wherefore, comfort other than others. Oh, the saints. The saints are our support. First Thessalonians 5.11, Wherefore, comfort yourselves together and edify one another, even as also you do. A, a, a despairing man came to his pastor, and he said, My life is really in bad shape. How bad, the pastor inquired. Bearing his head in his hands, he moaned, I'll tell you, this is how bad it is. All I have left is God. And the pastor's face lit up, and he said, I'm happy to assure you that a person with nothing left but God has more than enough for the victory. God is our support. God is with us constantly. He never leaves us. He never abandons us. When God is all we've got, we've got enough. That's according to the scripture. God says, I'll give you shelter, I'll give you strength, and I'll give you support. You know what? Today, we can look around at where we are as a world and where we are as a nation and Uh, where we are as uh, patriots or not patriots or all of those things that the news is throwing at us. But you know what? God is enough, and he's with us in trouble. Let's bow together this morning. Father, I pray today that we would know that, that you're with us. You're with us. You never leave us. You've never forsaken us. You've never abandoned us. Father, today I pray that we would know that You're a sovereign, and you're in control of this world. And you're in control of your people. And, Father, when life begins to drag us down, and when things begin to look bleak, and when our feet become entangled, Father, you say, I'm here. I've never left you. I'm ready to... I'm ready to support you. I, I'm, I'm not only ready to, to support you, I, I'm ready to give you shelter, and I'm ready to give you strength that you might overcome. Father, for me, I pray that I would learn to come to you and to trust you, and then, Father, to be able to let you guide me through those difficulties. Father, we know that you're not far from us, but you're near to us. Lord, I thank you for that truth. And I pray this morning, Lord, that we would leave here just encouraged, knowing, Lord, that you are with us, that you support us, you strengthen us. And, Father, we never walk alone. And when we're down to nothing but us and you, that that's more than enough every time. Lord, I pray this morning for those who'd be struggling and just nearly falling apart. Lord, I pray today that you would gird us, strengthen us, lead us, and direct us, and we would find comfort in you. Father, this morning as we have a time of invitation, Lord, I pray that you might lead us to the place we need to be, Lord. Father, for some here that would like to join this church, Lord, I pray today that you would lead them to this point. Lord, I pray if there's others that that just need to come and rededicate their lives, Lord. If there's some here that's never accepted you as their personal Lord and Savior, I pray, Lord, today would be the day of salvation. If there's some here that would like to just come and pray and just leave a burden here, I pray that you'd lead them. Lord, this time of our service, I pray that your spirit would move within people's heart. And, Father, we would respond to you in all we do. And I pray this now in the name of Jesus. Amen.